You're listening to Nathan Chansky, and this is the Passion with Purpose podcast. So question for you. Ever wish you just had more community or friends within your industry? Do you ever wish you had more photographers to just talk to or just hang out with and maybe share stories and ask questions and just relate to? So on today's episode, I talk with a girl named Natalie Town, a photographer who has single-handedly started her own photography community from scratch. So if you haven't met Natalie, Natalie Town is a Michigander and frequent New Yorker who specializes in wedding films with a nostalgic twist as well as a couples and self-love photographer. She's been an entrepreneur and creative for most of her life and has always made it a priority to create and keep a strong and healthy community. And it shows in her coffees and cameras community that she has built from the ground up. I actually met Natalie when she asked me to come speak in her community at one of their latest in-person events. And I was blown away, like absolutely blown away at the size and the quality of the community that she had built all by herself. She didn't wait for someone else to invite her to their community. She didn't wait until she had hundreds of thousands of followers. She just went for it. So I talked to her after our little uh, event and I was like, I gotta have you on my show. Her story is so inspirational and I absolutely cannot wait for you to hear it and be so inspired by it as much as I have to just get out there and create your own solutions to your community problems just like she did. So let's chat all about it with Natalie. You're listening to the Passion with Purpose podcast for all you creators, dreamers, and doers out there. My name is Nathan Chansky, photographer, business coach, and your host. After building my photography business and nearly giving up after a rough first couple of years, with God's help, I transformed my business from the inside out and became the multi-six-figure business owner with you here today. New episodes drop weekly covering everything I've learned in this exhilarating game of business and life while bringing on some of the industry's experts in the process, all to help you build your business and life of your fullest God-given potential. Welcome to the show, my friend. All right, everybody. So today on the podcast, I have Natalie Town. And Natalie and I basically met when I was a kind of like a guest speaker at her group, Coffees and Cameras. Uh, we had to we had to kind of like start this podcast over because I said <laughs> I said it wrong at the beginning. I said cameras and coffees or something like that. Um, but we anyway, I was I was yes, I was <laughs> so blown away by Natalie and the community that she has built and just like I don't know, just it, like this infectious community that I think um, so many people really want in the photography community and in their industry, but maybe they don't have it. So I was like, got to get you on my podcast. So Natalie, introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us a little bit about who you are for those of us that might not know you and a little bit of your background. Amazing. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I'm Natalie and I'm a photographer and videographer based in Michigan as well. So we're Michigander buddies and that's why Nate was able to come out and hang out with us. Um, but just kind of like, I like to tell the story because it 
connects to why community is so valuable to me. So throwing all the way back to 1993, um, no, I always wanted to be an actress and a singer my whole life. That was always mm. the plan. That was always the route I was going. And I was fortunate enough to have really supportive parents in that. And so mm-hmm. as soon as I decided that's what I wanted to do as a little girl, we just went for it. Um, I yeah. stayed in Michigan, of course, but was taking classes and a part of performing art studios and all the decisions I made in life kind of set me in that direction where I went to college, where I interned. And then eventually I moved to LA when I was 22 and full on pursued um, in that industry and was, again, taking improv classes and other acting classes and getting the headshots and joining the communities in mm-hmm. LA that were a part of that industry, you know, and checking all the boxes that you needed to to make that life happen for you. Sure. Um, and then was very fortunate enough that my boyfriend moved out there too, and he was pursuing music. And everywhere you look in LA, everyone's a creative, like, huh. which is really beautiful. So you feel so connected and you really feel yeah. like your voice is heard and you can be really vulnerable with people when you're struggling and going through hard times. And I really felt that sense of creative community while I was living in LA. Um, but long mm. story short, was checking all the boxes, but things just weren't working out for me the way that I had always dreamed that they would. Um, and basically, I I had mentioned somewhere like on a Facebook group, just, hey, I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do. I've been here for five years and it's just not happening and I'm, I'm not sure why. And mm. this lady responded. I don't even remember who she was, but she basically said I wasn't doing enough. And that was Mm. heartbreaking when you'd been trying so hard for so long. And I just kind of had to sit down with myself and family and friends, which sounds silly, but it had been a part of me for so long. It was all I ever wanted to be. So deciding to move on from that was scary. And I really kind of felt like I lost my, a little bit of my identity because it was everything I wanted to do, everything I had wanted to be. And um, I always talk about it like it was a breakup that was supposed to happen. And I just kept thinking, is this, you know, it's not working out because maybe this is God's way of telling me, hey, this isn't your path. Like, I'm trying to tell you, but you're not listening. But I just decided to kind of open up my heart to new journeys and new paths. And that led to us deciding to move back home to Michigan. Um, Mm -hmm. But my greatest fear was moving back home to Michigan while I had wonderful friends here and my family here who love me and support me. I didn't have a creative community in Michigan, and I didn't really think that it existed because we know growing up in Michigan, that's just not what people do typically. Um, And so I didn't have any friends who did what I did or wanted to do what I wanted to do. And so that was my biggest fear moving home of what am I going to do that's still creative, that's going to allow me to have a flourishing career that I can support myself and support a family, um, but also still have like co-workers, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. because I'd had that strong community in LA and I would not have been able to even last as long as I did without it. Um, So I knew when I moved home and that photography is what I would start to pursue how important it would be to find that community. And just over the last few years, things started to don't get me wrong. Like it's been definitely a journey and hard at times, but started to fall into place and, allowing me to recognize that like, okay, this was God's plan all along. And I I thought I wanted to be in love stories like The Notebook or romantic comedies, but now I, I get to tell them and tell real mm. stories. And so I think this is where I was always supposed to be and like wrapping that all together would not be here without the community. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. No, Thank it's crazy <laughs> to hear people's backstories and kind of like all that they went through. And even, I mean, that's such a shift from going, you know, West Coast and like pursuing that lifestyle, which like is quite a fast paced lifestyle and like fast paced, very highly competitive 
career goals, yeah. <laughs> you know, all those types of things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like such a shift, but I think it's so cool kind of how everything has led you to the point where you're at. I would love to kind of dive into for those that, again, maybe didn't have the experience I did because, you know, I got to experience firsthand your community. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about coffees and cameras and exactly how, well, before the, before we even talk about how it started, I would love to just talk about like what it is first. Okay. If you could just give us a little yeah. background. Yeah, for sure. So Coffees and Camera is just like essentially the bio that's on the Facebook group is a photography community. Right now it is only based in Michigan um, because it's really, really valuable to me and important to me that we have in-person meetups. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday it will spread and be bigger, but I feel like there are so many you know, social media groups that it just gets so overloaded that people's questions and, you know, just like vent sessions or encouragement that they're needing gets gets lost and like the jumble mm-hmm. of so many posts every day. So Coffee totally. and Cameras right now is an in-person meetup. We meet monthly and we have a topic every month that we discuss and it's at different coffee shops around Michigan because I love coffee and I just want to support the local coffee community. So that's a part of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, I just always feel like meeting over coffee is so casual and so fun and so comfortable and not so scary. And so I think yeah. leading with like, oh, we're just going to grab coffee and then we're going to talk about the industry and what we do in it. Um, and then quarterly mm. we do headshots, our branding trades, because I know not mm. everyone can afford to go get new headshots or new branding. And this is an opportunity yeah. also for new photographers to like come out and play with their settings. And they're like, yeah. I don't, I just started, I don't know what I'm doing. How do I set up my camera? And so yep. it's just like a mix of actual working, just talking, open conversation, and an opportunity to ask questions that maybe like sometimes you feel which you should never feel embarrassed to ask any question. But being in person, it's just like, oh, we're just having coffee. A bunch of friends, Uh we're just chatting. And that's like the essence of it is just hanging out and making friends and talking business. Yeah. How many people usually show up for that? Oh, this year, and I'm sure we'll get into it and talk about when it started. This year has already been a lot better. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess not better necessarily, but bigger. And Uh the quantity keeps growing. So about this year, every meetup has had between probably 10 and 15 people there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And which is really great because there are people in the Facebook group all over the state, like up in the UP, as much as I would like love to take a trip up to Marquette. We haven't made it up there yet. Um, But most of them are in the Metro Detroit area. So every time, and a lot of times it's, I've got a lot of like, OG members that were at the first mm-hmm. one and they come to every single one, which I appreciate so much. Yep. So yeah, definitely your meetup was really big and really impressive. And that was exciting. Okay. See, um, I thought they were all that big. Sometime, like I had one for taxes in March. Yeah, that, in March. And that one and was And everyone was like, yo, big. I need this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like, I don't want to come, but I need to come. And that one was huge. Like people just kept coming and there was a little bit of like panic mode of, oh gosh, I hope we don't get kicked out of this coffee shop. I was not oh, expecting man. this. Sure. Um, and then the first few last year, I mean, I think I had one that had like almost 20 and it just, it really fluctuates. I think through busy season and slow season as well mm-hmm. is where I'm seeing like the numbers change. But since I've picked topics every month, that's helped get more people every single time. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So would you say that like it's a situation where you have both the digital and the in-person? Like do you guys have kind of like a, even like a Facebook group where yeah. you can also link up a little bit too? Yeah, so it started with it started with just a post on Instagram on my stories and then turned into, hey, I'll just make a Facebook group. I feel like it's easier to connect that way. And that group has like it's up to like three hundred and 
between 50 to between 350 to 370. I'm not sure where it's at now. Mm-hmm. Um, again, all Michigan photographers, um, some videographers too. And um, I just, I turned on post approvals because it was becoming that sort of thing where I was like, so many posts that I felt like I felt bad and I would see members post and get no response because it was just getting buried. So I turned on post approvals mm. so I can be more intentional with like only sharing a couple a day or a couple a week. And then I'm now I'm seeing that people always get responses and that's what I wanted. Um, mm. Asking like locational questions, settings questions, client questions, um, just reaching out for advice. And I will randomly like post little encouragement posts or, hey, give yourself a shout out. What's a social page you're wanting us to follow? What's something you're proud of right now? I always, always, always want it to be a positive space and an encouraging mm-hmm. space. Um, even if somebody needs to have like, they need advice and they're having a negative experience. Like no matter what, I always want it to wrap around to being positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always my intention to share little posts here and there to like lift your spirits or like, hey, this is your sign to keep going. Um, Mm -hmm. and just little things like that. So, and I do, and I always say like, even though my meetups and I, I don't even like to say my meetups, but the meetups that I'm hosting, even though they're more in the Metro Detroit area, I'm always encouraging people host one by you literally Mm -hmm. just send me a message. I'll make you, unfortunately when you're the admin, like no one else can make a physical event. Um, but I just say, if you want to have an event in Marquette, send me a message, I'll put it together for you. And then you can get people in your area. Um, if you want to have an editing day with people, like, please let me know and I'll share it with everyone so everyone can join. And I've watched friendships blossom all over the place and they connect outside of meetups, which is really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's just a little bit of everything to just like keep that community growing over and over and over again. I love it. And I think that one of the biggest things I love is just that like, because there are so many people who feel lonely in this industry, especially as creatives, as solopreneurs, as those who are working from home, like we really don't have a lot of social interaction. But you have somehow found a way to basically leverage that almost disadvantage and create it into your advantage. That's what I love about the story. And so I would love for you just to kind of walk through like, how did you even start this? Like, when did it, because you said it started all with a Facebook post, but, um, or something, Facebook post or Instagram story, something like that. Just an Instagram story, yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, how how did it logistically begin? And what was that moment where you're like, I'm just going to go for it, you know? And like, then it, how did it keep going? All those questions is, you know, just what I want to know. Yeah, no, for sure. So I kind of like opened up, this conversation with my story because it it falls back into that. So when mm-hmm. I was in LA, I had an accountability group and this um, a fellow actress had started it and we would meet up monthly and have these conversations and topics and help each other out and like help each other make those proper connections and to just have a group of people that you could lean on during times when things were hard. And so once we moved home and I really started to full-on pursue photography, I was like, I really miss that. I I want like an accountability group or a community or a group mm-hmm. of friends. And I'm just also just like such a people person. And just mm. like, I love to invite everybody to everything always. Yeah. Um, and so it was, it was the summer of 2021. And I went to this meetup at LMP. It's over here on the east side. It's a studio. And okay. she was hosting, again, like kind of monthly, like style, freestyle shoots, which was really cool. So giving people mm. an opportunity, like, here's what we're creating today. Like, come on down. Mm-hmm. And it was an opportunity opportunity for her to share her studio. And so I went to one and I met, met a bunch of 
I was a bunch of women and I said like, we should go grab coffee sometime in downtown Detroit. Like I had no idea. There were so many people who do what I do mm-hmm. so close to home. And so that was like the little like seed that was planted. So that's what we did. I like messaged the girls that seemed interested on Instagram and we all just met up for coffee in downtown Detroit and we just chatted and got to know each other and exchanged socials and took photos up on um, a parking lot rooftop. And then, and then that was kind of it for a little bit. So like, I felt Mm -hmm. like I was starting to make these friends, but then it just kept revisiting like my heart at the beginning of 2022. And I had this journal that prompted you like, what are your visions for 2022? And one of the prompts was community. And I was like, mm. I really want like a community of photographers. And I had yeah. jokingly called when we all hung out that summer, like, oh, coffees and cameras in Detroit, even though it wasn't an official thing. I just like, I just mm-hmm. love alliterations, I think. And so I was yeah. like, that's cute. I'm just going to say it. But then <laughs> I just kept, it kept revisiting my heart. And so I was like, that's really, really valuable to me this year. Like I want to have friends that I can reach out to, that I can lean on, that are beyond just industry friends, that like we just go out to dinner for fun, that we go to the park for fun. It's beyond Mm -hmm. just work-related. And so, again, I posted on my Instagram story and was like, I've got this idea. It would be called Coffees and Cameras. I think maybe we'd meet up monthly. Like, I'm one of those people that like when I have an idea, I just do it without necessarily a plan. I was like, I'm just going to post. This is kind of what I'm thinking. Does anyone want to come? Um, And I got a lot of interest. So I was like, okay, I think I'm just going to make a Facebook group. I'm going to add all these people, tell these people to add their friends, add their friends. We planned the first meetup for March, and it was March of 2022. And I think that one had like 10 or 12 people, and it went so well. And those people were sharing how much fun they had and then was getting messages and other people talking to their friends, inviting them to the group. And it just kept growing, kept growing, kept growing. And so Hmm. um, our one year was um, like the one year of the group, I think was February of this year of just like creating the group. And um, I posted and was just like, I can't believe we now have over 300 members. It started a year ago. Please share how Coffees and Cameras has affected you and your business. And it's just been, it's been such a fulfilling, the thing that has like brought me to tears the most times is like just seeing friendships of like, they didn't, and like taking a step back and realizing and them telling me too, like I wouldn't have met this person if it weren't for coffees and cameras or I was about to quit doing this job until I came to the first meetup. And I'm like, that's that like, I don't know if it's like imposter syndrome, but I'm like, really? Like, really? Like (laughs) Like me, I did that. Yeah. That's made (laughs) such a difference in your life. I'm like, I'm so, so happy. It's just like, it's, it's crazy. Yes. That is so cool. I love that story. And I think it's such an, it's such a reminder for people that, you don't have to wait for someone else to solve the problem of community or really any problem, but just making it specifically about community. You don't have to wait for a friend to come and approach you. You don't have to wait until a group of friends like approaches you. I know that so often people can feel uh, just like whether it's alone or maybe they feel like there are communities in their area, but they just feel like maybe the communities in their area are clicky or maybe they're just like, I don't know, like they have a certain, you know, I'm trying to think like a certain culture about them. Like, oh, these are all like the luxury photographers and like the beginner photographer like isn't invited or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think what's so cool is that you just not saying that you had any of those things that were holding you back, but like, you were just like, I know what I want to create 
and I see a spark of something here and I'm just going to do it. Like who really cares what ultimately happens? I'm just going to go for it. And I think that is something that a lot of people need to hear of just like, just do it. Like, and, and you don't even, it's not like you have to have this mega platform or like this massive amount of people that you're in touch with or that um, maybe you know, like in your area or like you're, you know, like some local celebrity or something like that. It's just like, you're just like, I just want to find my people and I'm going to find them, you know, one way or another. So I'm just going to do this. You know, I love that story. Why, Natalie, do you think that community is important at all? Maybe looking from before you had it versus now that you have it, kind of like, how has it changed your business? Yeah. So I feel like just in every industry and just life in general, friendship is so important and community is so important. Just again, like you were saying earlier, this job, even though, and I don't think anyone realizes it until they're doing it, it's lonely in the way of, sure, you go to weddings or a session, but as we know, that's like, what, 20% of what we do? Other than that, we're home or maybe for me in a coffee shop um, by your lonesome. And I was just seeing like all of my friends have coworkers Um, and people that they work with and that they see every day and that they can connect with and they can like lean on because as we know, like this job's really hard and Mm. it can take a lot out of you. And during that busy season, when you're having to say no to going to hang out with your friends or do this or do that, you just start to feel burnt out. And I think Mm. having that internal community in what you do where you can lean on each other is just so special and like Mm. nothing can compare to it of just, yeah truly just having friendships and just having that person that you can call when you're having a hard day or send a text to or being like, I just really need a co-working day. You want to meet at a coffee shop? We don't even have to talk to each other. (laughs) Like, I know we're both so busy. Like, we don't have time to just like converse here, but we're just in each other's (laughs) presence. Um, And then I think just the importance of when you are, like, I do think coffees and cameras is a lot. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's a mix of everything, but a lot lean towards beginners. And so I want people to know that like, if you just picked up a camera yesterday or you don't even have one yet and you're just considering, you can come hang out with us. Like we talk about so many things that just like get your business off the ground and Mm -hmm. it just, you never know too much and you never know Mm -hmm. too little. Like Mm. we're always, we can always be learning. We can always be growing and you get that. You cannot get that without a community. Um, And I am so grateful for social media in that way that this would have never been able to flourish without social media. And then I love that you can take the connection you make on social media and like plop them into real life and and meet those people in in person and create those real connections and lifelong friendships. And and I don't even like to think of just like, oh, the connections they can give you. But it's cool to see like now this person is second shooting for this person or they're their associate shooter or, Mm. Hey, I'm really great at social media. Let me help you out with that. Want to train trade branding photos on another day. Awesome. Like I'm just going to shout them out she was at the meetup. There's two girls who are going to Hawaii next month together that met from coffees and cameras. And they're like setting up a couple styled shoots. And I'm like, this is why community is is so, so important. Like it's just, Really, just to have like it, the root of it all is just have friendships. Like friendships yeah. and quality friendships are so important. And like you said, things can be clicky, and like you just have to find your people. Like it's okay mm-hmm. if you don't connect with every single person. Like, but there's someone out there that you'll connect with, and you just have to put yourself out there and not fear that rejection. Like when I just like 
put it out there. Like maybe no one will be interested. I guess if they're not, we'll move on. We'll try something different. Mm-hmm. But you cannot be afraid of that rejection because then you'll never find your people. Like absolutely, you know. So I love that. Hey, photographer, real quick. So if you're struggling to book clients right now, or maybe you're struggling to keep clients happy when they do book you, one important thing you may be missing is the use of client guides. So let me explain. For my photography business, when someone inquires, I'm immediately putting my best foot forward by sending them a luxury designed pricing guide that fully communicates my value and proves I'm worth my prices. It's a digital multi-page PDF guide that goes above and beyond to explain what I'm about, what my packages include, and why my clients should book me. I also have a similar guide for after they book, where I can deliver all my knowledge, expertise, and recommendations in preparation of their wedding, and this is called the wedding guide. If making guides for your own business like this overwhelms you, look no further, I got you. I now offer both of my client guides, both the pricing and wedding guides, in template form for you to customize and tailor for your own photography brand. The wedding guide is actually even completely pre-written for you. So if you're ready to make it easy on yourself to up-level that client experience and deliver the value both before and after your client's book, head to the link in my show notes titled The Client Guide Templates to get your hands on them for yourself. All right, back to the show. I know that there have been so many times where it's almost like, you know, we have, let's say, our partners, or let's say we have just friends and family of ours in our non-photography community, right? And a lot of times we can depend on them to maybe give us support and to talk some things over. You know, like I talk to my wife about so much. I talk to my friends about so much. But ultimately, a lot of these people aren't actually in my industry. And so sometimes I do feel like I'm giving them like a weight of it's it's almost like I'm giving them something that they're like, I don't know fully how to carry this for you because I'm actually not a part of your industry necessarily. And so I have found that sometimes like I will meet up with photographers in my area or just like even talking to people online who are also photographers. And it's just like, okay, we are the only people that are going through what we're going through because we're the only ones like in our industry And can we just like stop the comparison thing or stop like the competition thing for like 10 seconds and just talk about how we relate and like what we're going through? You know what I mean? Because I think so often our first line of defense is like, that's my competition or, uh, you know, this person is who I am comparing myself to or something like that. But it's like, can we just get real for a second and talk about what we're going through? Because I have nobody else to fully understand how this goes. You know what I mean? And so I think that's why I love the, I mean, you even hear things like community over competition. And I love that because it's just like, you know, we have to be in community before we're in competition with one another or else we will not survive. Um, and I love that. It's That's exactly what you're cultivating. And I just think that's so, so incredible. Well, thank um, you. Like you said, was there ever a time where you worried that like, what if no one shows up? <laughs> yeah, I think, like I said, I'm just like such a, <laughs> I'm like a do before I think, I suppose. Like just posting and just sharing. Like we're just going to go for it and see what happens. And then my ideas yeah. get really, really big. And so <laughs> at the beginning of having this idea, I was like, we're going to go to every coffee shop in Michigan. I'm going to go up to Marquette and I'm going to go all the way to 
I don't even know, like all over the place and like these grand ideas. And I'm going to, we're going to visit all over the state and you're all going to be able to come and everyone's schedules are going to work and it's going to be perfect. And then things obviously get real and like, you're like, okay, well, I'm one human and I can't (laughs) go everywhere and I can't do all the days and all the times and all the whatever works for everyone. And I am a chronic, chronic people pleaser. That's something I continuously work on. So this has been (laughs) challenging for me because there are things that I have like had to do that I guess make me uncomfortable in the way of like, if I want this to succeed, like it has to be done in certain ways and to see like the most quality version of this group. Um, Yeah. But there definitely was like in the very beginning, everyone was super excited. And then Mm. as the months went on again, this was all just last year. um, And as the months went on, definitely the, the guest count trickled off and I was starting Mm. to get disheartened of Mm. people saying that they were going to come and then they weren't coming or marking on the Facebook group they'd be there and then there were people who were getting babysitters or like making long drives for there just to be two of us and it was still great to have that connection and like make a new friend but I would internally have like all this guilt of like oh my gosh I I hope people aren't leaving feeling like that was like stupid (laughs) you know or like that wasn't worth my time I'm never going to go again like this is not what I thought it was going to be. And just those internal like fears of, I just want this to be really valuable to people and how can Mm -hmm. I move forward? And I'm just, I'm just like really trying to explain to people, like I'm never going to be able to make everyone's schedules work. I'm never going to be able to make every location work as much as I really wanted to. And I was having times Mm -hmm. of driving one way, almost two hours and no one coming. And I was like, Oh man. Okay. I think I might have to take a step back and reevaluate and like, and it's still friendships were blossoming. Th- those things were still happening, which I was so grateful for. But I didn't want like the monthly meetups to end because I thought they yeah. were really – they're so fun. And it was – I always left feeling like fulfilled until it started to trickle off. And I was like, mm. maybe there's something I need to like take a step back and reevaluate what these specific meetups need to look like. Um, and so it really was just like – and advice for anyone who's wanting to start a community, try not to take things personally because people yeah. weren't coming because they didn't like me. They weren't coming because they were mad at me or they they didn't want to like hang out with certain people. Like I think people just get busy and we all do. And mm-hmm. you, you mark going on a Facebook event all the time and then like all of a sudden the day comes and you're like, oh, I don't have time. That's fine. Sure. You know, and that's totally okay. And like I'm never upset for with people being busy or having other things going on. Um but it was just like, okay, don't take it personally. What can we do differently to encourage yep. people to make sure that like, hey, if you say you're coming, please make sure you come. It's going to be worth it, and here's why. Mm-hmm. And um, so there definitely were some hard times sometimes when it it felt like a lot or like I was taking on a lot. And like just like I'm sure you get with like making a podcast. Like, I mean, I'm not getting paid to do this at all. Like this is just because right. it makes me happy and I and – I, want to help people and I want people to make friends and that's really it. And so like, I don't want to burn myself out and then it's the meetups lose their quality because I'm overdoing Mm. it. So it was just like, don't take it personally, take a step back. How can we can make it, how can we make it better? And Mm. this year has been fabulous. Um, and we're halfway through it. So those, and I think, I think with anything that you have to have those errors and those upsets and those moments of like, okay, Maybe we need to reevaluate here and sure. and make it really quality for everyone. And so, yeah, I feel like I went way off track, but hopefully, no, it's perfect because I think <laughs> it shows that just because something goes wrong doesn't mean that's proof positive. It's not something you should be doing. And even like the fact that you were basically just able to or or willing to share. Yeah, there have been some times where it's actually not been perfectly easy and not yeah. so popular. 
that's okay. I think that gives people the freedom to fail a little bit. Or it's not even like a fail. It's just like the freedom to not have everything go perfect every single time and still create something awesome. Because if you if you always look at the things that maybe didn't go perfectly as planned and that's the only thing that keeps you from doing like what you want to be doing, well, then you never get to see the really awesome fruits, you know, like in the end. And you never get to see the big positive impact that can happen over a long period of time. So you have to put up with a couple of bumps in the road and you just have to not take identity for them. You, you don't say like, oh, this is, this is a failure because at one point people weren't coming as much. It's like, no, right. that, that's just a fact that that happened once. That doesn't mean anything about the future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think that's so, so cool. Were there, this is just something off the top of my head mm-hmm. that I was thinking about when I, when I was thinking about the community like this. Was there any any like logistical, legal, locational barriers? I don't know any red tape type stuff that you had to overcome in the process of developing a community like this and then hosting it. Yeah, I think honestly the biggest one, nothing, no legal things. I'm like, knock on wood, nothing yet. Um, <laughs> You're like, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, the only thing has definitely been locational. Like I said, a little bit of wanting to be everywhere for everyone and just recognizing mm. that. It's just not possible. Um, And so this year, I kind of approached it in a new way. I'm, like, in the Detroit area, so Mm -hmm. I am only going. And maybe that'll change. Like, every year, I'm always open to things changing, and I'm always open to being like, that didn't work. We're going to try something different. So Mm. I'm always like, don't count on this forever because it might change for the better. Mm. Um, So right now, we only go, um, like, an hour in every direction from Detroit. So then hopefully, if I'm an hour north— then the people who are two hours north, it's a little bit easier for them. Um, totally. But in the beginning, it was tricky because I was wanting to be everywhere all at once. And then right. also figuring out, because it is really valuable to me, to keep the meaning of like starting it with coffee because it, I think it just brings people peace and like yeah. it just seems really cozy. Um, yeah. And finding coffee shops that were open late <laughs> um, mm-hmm. was hard. And because a lot of coffee shops were only mornings, but recognizing that like, the photographers who are moms and they can only do weeknights and maybe they can't do it until their partner comes home and they've got to get a babysitter or weekends don't work during busy season because everybody has weddings or just sessions during the fall. That's really tricky. So it's just figuring out like what days during the week make the most sense at this time of the year, what times make the most sense at this time of the year, and what coffee shops in that specific area so that I'm covering as much ground as I can is open in the hours that we need. So I this year I planned, I like kind of took a pause at the end of last year when it was like I felt like things were kind of like falling and mm-hmm. I was getting less attendance. And I was like, okay, guys, I think I'm not going to have a December meetup um, I feel like I didn't have a November one either because I was like, I just need to take a step back and kind of reevaluate things. And I just like really spent a lot of time figuring out what would work best. And so I planned January to June um, mm-hmm. and sat down and took me like hours of like, where are we going to go and what directions and what time of the year does that make sense for that time? So I feel like for logistical things, it's just like the scheduling um, yep. took a really long time. and then And then I made every single event and so that people could put it on their calendar. And just like when I reached out to you, now I have the topics that we are planning to discuss so that people can mm. know, okay, we just got the six months. Oh my gosh, I need to go to the main meetup. I'm going to put that on my calendar. I'm going to get a babysitter. I'm going to make sure mm-hmm. I don't book a session um, and what have you. And so that, because I was finding, I was planning so last minute because I was trying to do my own business that I was like, 
um, meet up next Tuesday at noon. And people were like, okay, I can't come. (laughs) And then I was like, you know, I was always basing it off of my schedule. So last minute. And, um, so I think the biggest thing has just been like the logistical of like scheduling and making it make the most sense and, um, most convenient as, as convenient as possible, um, has been the biggest hurdles to cross. For sure. Would you say there, would you counsel anybody like, Hey, here's a mistake you don't want to make when you're starting a community like this. Anything like that? Um, I definitely, I don't know. There's like so many, like, cause I am, like I said, such a doer and like, I don't plan a lot. So right. maybe. You're like, I'm not as concerned about the mistakes, which I love. <laughs> yeah. But I think for some people, like I will say looking back, I wish that maybe I had paused in the beginning instead of mm. jumping full force and then overwhelming my own self during busy season and expecting so much of myself and then obviously expecting a lot of others in the way of like, you know, kind of having a pouty moment of why aren't people coming and why are people saying mm. they're coming and then they don't and then feeling sad about it. And there was actually one month when I just had to recognize like I essentially found like an associate coffees and cameras admin of people that I had met and I was supposed to have one in Grand Rapids last May and I was like, I'm just burnt out and I can't do it. And she took over for me and I appreciated that so much. And I think when you're Mm. starting a community, release that control because it's like your baby, you know, like I've started this group, but like you're one person. And so recognize that like, hey, do you already have maybe one other friend that you can connect with? Because obviously you're creating community because you want more friendships and more more community. But if you've got just one person that like, hey, I've got this idea. Do you want to do it together? Tackle it Mm. together. Take some time. Take like just a, a whole day of what do you want your community to look like? What are your values for it? Why are you creating it? What's important to you moving forward for it? What is it going to look like? What will your meetups look like? What can you actually handle? Just like when you're adding a new service to your business, what can you handle Mm. adding this onto your plate so that you can make sure it's as quality as possible instead of like, you know, doing it and then recognizing your mistakes. Like try to tackle them beforehand of like, what are some issues I could probably run into? And so what would make the most sense before I even put this out into the world? Mm -hmm. Um, But then I also want to say, again, like I kind of mentioned before, try not to fear that rejection. And if you reach out to people and they don't want to come or they don't, message you back, I think that's oftentimes like the pause in community because we're afraid that this person we look up to or or idolize or like, you know, they we know they have so much to offer and we want to connect with them. And then, well, what if they don't respond? Well, I mean, right. I guess they don't respond. And it doesn't, there's no hard feelings. Maybe they're really busy. Maybe they, you don't know what they've got going on in your their life. So I feel like my biggest thing is like, and it's easier said than done, but do not take anything personally. Yep. And just let any rejection, it's not rejection at you. Like, just let it roll off the shoulders and keep pressing forward. And don't be afraid to wipe it clean and start fresh and be like, yep. this is still coffees and cameras, but we're going to erase it because it wasn't working. Right. We're going to try yeah. something new. You're all still here. But, and I like, and I'm, as you can see, such a chatterbox. So, like, my posts are also <laughs> this long. And I'm sure. like, please read because that's what I did at the end of last year of like, here's how we're revamping and moving forward. I hope you still want to be a part of this group. And I just, I'm just continuing to want it to grow in different ways. And just, yeah. you know, don't be afraid to just keep making changes to your community yep. so that it can best exactly. serve everyone, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm thinking of the person who's like listening to this and they're like sold and they're like, I am so inspired by what Natalie is saying. Like, frankly, even I'm like so inspired. Like, when I went <laughs> to it, I was like, this is incredible. 
I feel like so inferior. The fact that she just has the guts to do all this, like I'm blown away. Oh my um, gosh, that like could make me cry. <laughs> no, like seriously, because I don't think you realize that so many people are not willing to do that because it's just terrifying, right? Yeah. And it's just like, wow, putting on something like that would be massive and just such an undertaking. And again, like the questions of insecurities, who, like, what if people don't come, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So for the person that's so inspired and is like, I want to take the first step, you know, like I want to be Natalie when I grow up. <laughs> um, <laughs> if someone wanted to create their own community, whether at large, as large of a scale as you're doing it, or maybe even more small scale, something like that, how would you encourage them? And what do you think would be their first steps from a practical standpoint in getting started? Uh, I love that question. I feel like I am such like a journaler, planner. I feel like t- sitting down with yourself and like getting out your journal or your notebook or whatever you have and just like writing community at the top and just start listing why do you want a community and mm. what are you? What do you feel like you're missing from your community? Are you missing like maybe you've got enough educational people in your corner and you're learning from mm. the people you're watching online, but are you? Do you feel like you're just lacking friendship? Do you feel like you just want to have good. somebody that you can edit with? Do you just want to have somebody that you can bring on as your consistent second shooter all the time? Maybe you just want one person that you can lean on, and vice versa, you can lean on them. What is it that you're looking for? Because community is like such a wide word. And to me, I know I keep going back to this word, is just friendship. And so what kind of friendship Mm. do you need right now? And I'm a firm believer that like you need friendships like in all corners of your life for different reasons. And Mm. you don't need to depend on one person for everything. Like we were saying, sometimes you feel like you lean too much on like your partner or your family who don't quite get it and they love you and they're there for you. And that's great. But sometimes you can feel like, Lord, if I repeat myself one more time, like, have mercy. I'm so sorry. And um, so it's just like, what do you need? What does your soul need right now? Right. Um, and then go from there. And and I'm like, as you know, like, I just messaged you on Instagram with, like, a voice memo. I think just cold, hard messages. Just start reaching out to people that you feel like maybe you've seen online that you're like, oh, gosh, I think I would really connect with them. Like, we seem to have a lot in common, and I'm just going to send them a message and be like, hey, this, I know this might be really weird and we don't know each other, but would you want to edit with me sometime? Yeah. Um, would you want to just like hang out and grab a coffee, which is essentially how mine started. I met those girls at this meetup, and then like a couple weeks went by, and I just sent them a message. And I really, really think like just – like if you're listening right now, if you're driving, don't do it. But um, when you get home, get on your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever you use the most – um, and just send a message to like three or four people that you feel like you could connect with. And then maybe post on your Instagram story, hey, I'm meeting up with a couple friends at, you know, this coffee shop or whatever's your vibe, this park, whatever you want to do. We're going for a walk on the trail. If you want to come, send me a message and like start it super casual and like mm. just for the camaraderie and the friendship and just make that post. And then just see what comes from it. And if it grows into something, like you said, like really big, that's like, we're going to do these monthly meetups or these weekly meetups or quarterly meetups, what have you. Or did you just create a friendship group that you're like, once a week, we're going to get together and edit. And I always have that to look forward to. I know during this time, I can let it all out. I can cry if I need to. I can tell them something that I'm excited about if I want to. Um, So I think, yeah, the best thing is, what are you looking for? What needs to fill your soul? And reach out to the first person that pops in your mind, you know, when I decided mm-hmm. I wanted to have a special guest, like you were the first person that popped in my mind. So I was like, uh, like I, I had thought about it and then I just was like, I'm just gonna send it right now. And then you yeah. responded and here we are. So it just is proof that like 
it just takes sending one message right. or one text. That's it. Exactly. And you could build a friendship. So easy and practical. I love how easy you're making this sound because it is. I mean, I mean, in a sense, I mean, there's a there's a dimension of it where like it's scary and there's there's some. But starting, I think, is a lot easier than we think. And yeah, like even messaging me, it's like it's like you didn't know me, I didn't know you. But at the end of the day, like if you would have never messaged me, we would have been never able to, you know, figure this out. And maybe you, maybe you would have messaged me and like, maybe I was a different person and I like never responded. And I was like, oh, who, you know, like, why would I ever go to that? or something like that. And it's like, okay, well then he's just a jerk. I don't need him in my, <laughs> I don't need him in my community anyway. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. it's, it's like no skin off your back if someone blows you off, because honestly, maybe that person wasn't even <laughs> like meant to be in your community. And that's right. fine. Yeah. So you have nothing kind of, you kind of stand to have nothing to lose. If that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> and it's just proof of like, I mean, congrats on your 100K. I saw that you hit that. Like, it's just like proof <laughs> that like, don't be afraid. Like I do feel like, and, and I know I said this to you at the meetup. I was like, do you feel like a celebrity? Because everybody was asking for photos and like just realizing that like <laughs> Nate's just a regular dude. Like I'm he's such a nice a dork, guy. You guys. He's like, like <laughs> not even cool in the little bit. But the absolute, <laughs> no. but the absolute coolest to me and everyone at that meetup. And but just like, just message those people that you're like, hey, I just like really want to connect with this person. And I feel like we right. have a lot in common. I feel like we hold a lot of the same values and same beliefs. So like, mm. I'm just going to message him and yep. see what comes from it. And like one of my best friends in the industry now, she messaged me last year and was just like, hey, I came to Coffees and Cameras. We didn't get to talk a lot, but like, I just really feel like we could really connect. Do you think we could meet up for coffee? Now she's one of my mm -hmm. very best friends. We talk every day. She texts me before this, like, I'm so excited. Like, can't wait to listen to the podcast. And mm -hmm. if she had never messaged me, I don't know if I would have ever talked to her. Like, you just, you just have to reach out to people that you feel like, hey, I'm getting this pull and this tug in my heart that mm -hmm. we're supposed to be friends or we're supposed to connect and and then, like you said, and if they don't respond, then, oh, well, like, you just have to brush it off and reach yep. out to the next person and do not let that get you down. Like, every everything can be clicky. Everything can, you can have a bad experience or have hurt feelings, but, like, there's, your person is out there. Like, are you going to be friends with 376 people in a huge Facebook group? I mean, it's just not possible. You couldn't even hang out with one person a day. Like, hmm. that's too many humans. But your person is in there and you just have to put yourself out there again and again and again and again and get rejected until you find like your core people and um and yeah and, and like you could even have like your core people and maybe they've got their other core people. Like we mm. and it's just and I know it's so hard, but like because I get major FOMO, but like <laughs> we all have our people and everybody else has their people too. And so yep. just focus on yourself, your soul, what you need, and know that like your community is bringing you what you need and you're giving them what they need to. And, you know, it's like Absolutely. a two-way street. So, yeah. Love it. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. So, closing questions that I give everybody. First of all, what's something you're very passionate about in your personal life? And then the second part, what's something you're very passionate about in your professional life? So, kind of a two-part question. Okay. You can do whichever one first and okay. it can be Literally anything. Okay. I'm going to start with personal because it's like such a fangirl moment, but I listen to your podcast always and I knew this question was coming and I <laughs> knew what I was going to say. Um, I am like in my garden girl era. 
I've always loved houseplants, but I've recently... Oh, I love that. <laughs> I've recently... My mom's always loved flowers. My grandma loved flowers. And just, I think, like, I'm going to be 30 this year. And it's just, like, brings me so much peace. So hmm. I we just have, like, a tiny little front porch. So I just have a big potted plant with tons of flowers and one that I'm growing seeds. And I just started growing herbs, too. But I'm so sad to say... The deer ate all my flowers. They're gone. Oh my gosh, we have the same <laughs> problem at our house. We have so much deer. <laughs> it's so sad. I looked out the window yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh, they're, it's all, they're all gone. It's just green. I mean, it's pretty because it's green, but every single flower has oh, been eaten. No. So, you know, again, don't be and afraid it's like, of why do they like? Why do they like the flowers? Like, why don't, don't they just eat the grass or something and just chill? Like, and just move along oh and enjoy the gosh. view. Yeah. The, a couple of days ago, it was my pot was on the ground, tips upside down, and one flower was missing. And I was like, I think a deer <laughs> came over here, plucked a flower, and it fell, and she ran away out of fear. So then I put it back together, and the next day, every all just gone, just green. Like, all oh the heads are gone. Gosh. So my mom did say, she's like, if you trim it again— like, beyond where they bit it, they should grow back. But uh-huh. I'm just like, oh, well. I don't know if you can, like, spray something on them. So they. I mean, you could it. also do a – I think what my wife is doing, because she's having the exact same issue, is I think she's doing, like, a wire fence, almost like a chicken coop fence or something like that. I don't okay. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But just, like, <laughs> some sort of fence where they can't get through, but, like, you can still, for some reason, Enjoy you that. can enter. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But because they are, they can jump, you know, they can jump really high. Well, what's scary is our, our flowers are like right next to our front window. So I'm like, what if they just come through the window too? I don't know. It's just me being paranoid, but like, they're like, they do have hooves. Yeah. Right. Like I look up and they're just like in the window, like staring back at me and I'm like, love that. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, hi. Yeah. Hi there. (laughs) Very one with nature here. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But that's what I love. We live on a forest preserve. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as they have their baby fawns in the area, like they can stay and eat all the flowers they want. So Mm, those, the mm -hmm. fawns should be coming soon and um, we'll just be little Disney princesses, me and your wife and just let them, let them eat our flowers. It's fine. (laughs) fine. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So professional oh, yeah. life. Professional. Let's hear the same thing. Um, so I feel like I, so I'm a videographer, I guess I would say, I don't know, not even first and foremost, but that's what I do for weddings. So it is mm-hmm. like my biggest part of my professional life. And so I feel like I have just crossed into the surface of finding my niche with video, which has been really fun mm-hmm. because I feel like I found my niche with photo first. Um, and my website launches next week and it's been so fun aligning with my business and recognizing Mm -hmm. that like, and looping back around to like my, how I got started just in general, my videos really have a romantic comedy home movie feel to them. Mm -hmm. And that has led me to realizing like, I really connect well with like the nineties and those colors and those feelings and those cinematic vibes and the movies that came Mm -hmm. out during that time. And so then I bought um, like when I was little, my family, my grandparents, my parents always had like a big old like handheld palm quarter. So yes. I found on eBay a Panasonic palm quarter. It's, it's amazing. like all the vibes because, you know, you're seeing Super 8 a lot right now too. And so I was like, gosh, what can I do that 
is like that I haven't seen a ton of. I've seen it a little bit, um, but I was like that aligned so with my so well with my business now that I have love like that. found my vibe and my niche and like why I do what I do and the love behind it. And it just seems so perfect. So all of my wedding clients this year are getting free VHS footage. So oh my gosh, I've had it the last two weddings. Oh, it's been so. Oh, it's such a vibe. Like the staticky, like seeing like the time code on it. So I've just been. I actually am doing a branding session tonight for myself with a friend I met through Coffees and Cameras, Um, and she's taking photos of me with my VHS camera and an old box TV. And so awesome. So I'm just like full in the '90s home video coziness right now. I love that. I, I love that you're just like, I'm not going to do what everyone else is doing. I'm going to put my own twist on it. That's so, oh, so cool. I just, you. oh man, I love that. <laughs> I'm super um, excited. Hopefully it goes well. So I know. I can't wait to see that posted somewhere on your social media or something like that. I'm super, super stoked. You can get like, for anyone who wants to do it, I'm, that's the thing too. I'm like, I will tell everyone, if you want to do it too, here's how. Uh, there's like something you buy on Amazon. You plug it into your computer and then to the camcorder and you just play. Because you know, you can like watch the playback. And your computer will record the playback. And so you can, so anyone who's interested, it, I haven't done it yet. So we'll see if it's easy, but it seems pretty easy. So we, we shall see. I'll keep you updated. Awesome. Okay. So last thing, mm-hmm. only because I want people to be like, yo, where can I connect with this girl? Where can I maybe even join her community? Give us a little bit of a rundown of where we can find you online and then maybe where we can join the coffees and cameras. Yes, yes. Please, please, like I said, right now it's it's Michigan-based. Maybe someday it'll be widespread just because it's so important for me to be in person um, at mm-hmm. this time. But please, I still like, please reach out. I want to be your friend even if you live on the other side of the world. Um, but my Instagram is photography with Natalie. And then if you go um, into like the link in my bio, there is a tab and it says join my Coffees and Cameras community. That will jump you right over to the Facebook group. It's Coffees and Cameras on Facebook. Um, But just in case it's tricky to find, the best way is to go to that link in the bio and join it and then request. There's a couple questions, um, nothing crazy. So I just ask that you answer those because it's just Facebook. I get a lot of like bots, I feel like, or like random. And I'm like, they they don't even know that they're joining this group. Um, yeah. So just make sure you answer those questions. I'll approve you like within less than a week. And you're in the community. You can see the events that are coming up. Everything is in there. I do try to update on my Instagram too when events are coming up um, so that you can join us even if you're not in the Facebook group. But mm-hmm. being in there, obviously, you get the most amount of updates. Um, and then I'm not sure when this podcast will come out, but I think it'll be live by then. Um, definitely. My website is currently under construction, but it is coffeewithnatalie.com. And um, that is where you can find everything. And you can also join the meetup group on my website as well. So Love there's it. no way and you can miss it. Or you just send me a message and I'll add you. <laughs> well, what we're going to do, Natalie, is we'll have you send my assistant all the links. Okay. Like, so we can just make it so easy for people. Scroll down in the show notes, you guys. Um, We'll just make sure that all those links are there for you, especially like to connect with Natalie and then also to join her uh, community. So it's just like one little click. Yeah. It'll be so easy. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Let's definitely do that. And please, please, please come. I'll be posting right now. I only have up until June posted. Um, and then I'll be posting for July through the rest of the year. I think I'm going to do like a coffees and cameras Christmas party. So, um, that'll just be for funsies. So would love to have you. (laughs) I'd love to meet you. Send me a message anytime, anywhere. Let's be friends and get a coffee. I love it. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. All right, Natalie. Well, thank you so much for being here. Everything that you shared was just 
absolute gold. I is like so, so inspiring. So truly, thank you so much for giving thank us you. your time today. Thank you so much for giving me your time. <laughs>